Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. DA with you. The PGP comes to you every single week as the show within the show, the show behind the scenes of the show. Available on iTunes, available also on our Facebook page, available also at DAOnCBS.com. So today we had quite the controversy of the ribs that were delivered here to the studio. Maybe we thought, well, we did think being brought in by guest Bobby Valentine, who joined WFAN in New York, and then also the Geo and Jones show here on CBS Sports Radio. We learned later, after Mraz had already eaten the ribs, thinking they were Bobby V's ribs, despite him being an enemy of the state here on the DA show, that we found out later that that was not Bobby V's ribs. So now I'm going to allow myself to eat some of the ribs. Which, good for you, and my conscience cleared as well. And can I, before you eat the ribs, can I get something on the record here? Yeah. I was offered Bobby Valentine today on the tour, and I denied it. Good for you. So I stood strong. So I think the flack I got for eating the ribs, with a big picture, I denied him as a guest. But you denied him as a guest, and then you were willing to eat his free food. So you said he's not good enough for the show... But I will eat your free food. Food's food. So let me try this, okay? Here we go. Oh, boy. Now, (laughs) love the lip smacking. Mm. Here's the interesting part of the way you just ate this rib, and I'm going to describe it here to listeners. Yeah. Usually when you eat a rib, you pick one rib apart and eat it. You just took a whole slab and stuffed it in your mouth. You're eating like the whole half a rack at once. It's not breaking apart, and it's all messy. I'm in the studio. Yeah, and there's no moist towelettes that come with it, which I think is a bad job. If you're delivering free ribs, I get that they're free and you're offering to people, you got to throw some towelettes in there, a little Ziploc bag, no? I agree. <laughs> really knee deep in those things. Huh? What do you think of the sauce? It's basic barbecue sauce. Not a lot of nuts and bolts. No, I would say... Best part about the ribs is they're very soft and they fall apart. Right, which makes it so much easier. You're not gnawing at the bone. However, dangerous situation, if the bone happens to break off, you could end up chewing a bone. So be careful. That's how soft they are. Happened to me earlier. I think the sauce is very average. Yeah. Very average and the meat's very average. I agree. I totally agree. I thought, now listen, it's a solid rib, but I don't think you walk away from those ribs going, oh my goodness. No. Ike Feldman from After Hours came up because he was the first to try the ribs and he brought me over there saying they were the best ribs he's ever had. No. Yes, and that's what actually got me over there. That's another see behind the scenes. We take you behind the scenes on the PGP. If you hear somebody come out in the newsroom and proclaim that he just ate the best of something he's ever had in his life. Well, you know what? Aren't you going to be intrigued and pique your interest even if it comes from an arch enemy of yours that may or may not have tried to get you fired? I would agree. I would be intrigued. I would be intrigued. So, and I the, don't know if I would cross that line, though. 
And had I had my preference and had I not felt panicked that Bobby V was going to come out and see me and say something to me, I would have sliced off just one rib, tried it, thrown it away. Okay. But I had... I could live with that. They're break. They're all broken off into like half racks, as you see, as you're holding one, and I just grabbed the whole half rack in a panic. So that, to defend myself a little bit. But I even bit and I told Ike, and that's why I gave you the other half a rack in there, I'm not wasting all my calories for the day on a full rack of ribs. It's average. Well... How many calories, though, is this because it's all meat? Yeah, but you would think the sauce is no good for you. Yeah, no, the sauce has a lot of sugar in it. I would guess a full rack of ribs is probably in the neighborhood of 1,300 calories. Oh, do you think that much? Yeah, and I bet you the half rack, I had to have gavoned up 600 calories this morning to start the day. And then I had a slice of cake. So, I mean, I I definitely teetered over 1,000 calories before (laughs) 10 a.m. So, how much of the story about why we hate Bobby Valentine can we tell? Honestly, I feel semi comfortable talking about it on the PGP. Just we were actually, you know what? Legally, we were procl- prohibited from talking about it on the air, and I took that as on the DA show. So I bet you we can give some of the juice here on the PGP. Okay, this is a behind the scenes stuff, and uh, as long as we don't <laughs> hashtag or tweet at Bobby V, uh, listeners, take note. If you're listening to this, I think we should be okay. If this is a circle of trust between us and the listeners, right? Keep us what? Keep our thoughts. Keep us in your thoughts in protecting us in this. Yes. We will reveal some good Bobby V juice, but this cannot be, If you love us, you cannot be tweeting at Bobby V or anybody this concerns. No. Because then we get in serious trouble. So here's my deal. <clears throat> Despite being a Mets fan and obviously appreciating what he did with the 99 and 2000 Mets when they went to the World Series and went to the playoffs two straight years, I always found him to be <clears throat> a media whore. Okay? And... There's nothing necessarily wrong with that because I'm certainly a media whore. And it's not why I dislike him. But at times it felt like he was managing the team from a position of celebrity Mm -hmm. versus doing the right baseball thing all the time. And his ego is very obviously an ego. Now, a lot of guys have an ego. Do you think Bill Belichick has an ego? Of course. I thought his ego got in the way of managing correctly a lot. That's a fair assessment. And so he actually has success in Texas, has success with the Mets. And then basically falls off the face of the map, and nobody in Major League Baseball will, will hire him. I don't know if there was something that happened or that just his reputation of being hard to work with, being an egomaniac, and basically kind of allowing his ego to overtake his baseball got him pushed out of baseball. But he couldn't get another job, had to go to Japan. He goes to Japan and develops a real insecurity about <clears throat> being a hero out there and, and being a legend, but nobody here respects it. Right. And so when he comes back, he has to keep hammering what a legend he is. Kind of like Stefan Marbury playing overseas and becoming like the legend he became It's in many ways. Yes, except Stefan's never come over here and had to insist, hey, by the way, I'm a legend. Okay, good point. So Bobby V, because of his ego, has to come back over here and remind everybody how smart he is. And then he's still not getting jobs here in Major League Baseball despite winning all this stuff in Japan. And so that makes him even more insecure about not being respected. And then he's only going to come back at the end of his managerial life with an easy job because he's not going to take an, a hard job because he doesn't want to be seen as the guy that loses when he comes back. So he takes the Red Sox job, and I'm covering the Red Sox, and I go, this is a bad deal because he's not he's not invested emotionally in managing anymore. He's just doing this from a celebrity standpoint, thinking this is an easy team to win with, and I'll get credit. Right. And he drives them into the ground, and he's just basically a total nightmare. <clears throat> And ego maniacal is trying to push like old school dopey practices on guys that have won World Series before. 
He's insisting it's about him. He's berating players to try to get their respect. He's just lived in this life bubble of insecurity about not being respected the way he thinks he should be. So I lost a lot of respect from a baseball standpoint for him there, and I never, you know, I had lost it already, but then that was the nail in the coffin, and I just saw how he treated the media and how he treated fans, and he was just so dismissive of criticisms about him. And so I just have said, this guy's a fraud. He's a phony because he because then he smiles to everybody on camera, and everybody loves him because he's such a telegenic guy. He gives you such good quotes, and then you realize behind the scenes he's trying to get you fired or he's trying to, I'm talking about baseball standpoint. Right. You know, he's playing his own politics game. So I just thought he's a phony. So then we're going to have him on the radio. Well, actually, a couple months ago. No, this was last summer. Oh. I could take this from the producer standpoint yeah. here. Last summer, the week of the Hall of Fame inductions, which I guess are coming up again soon. So we're almost at the year marker here. Yeah, is that early August maybe? I, I think it's late July because it's before the NFL Hall of Fame kicks in, okay. first weekend of August. And last year, Mike Piazza, Ken Griffey Jr. coming in. You're going to be out for two days early in the week, and then you're coming back for three days later in the week. And basically, the only thing to talk about, as we've made jokes about in the dead of summer, is who's going into the Baseball Hall of Fame this week, and I'm trying to think of unique guest ideas. Okay, anybody that dealt with Piazza or Ken Griffey Jr. Leads me to Bobby Valentine. Seems pretty accessible because he works at Sacred Heart University. I end up tracking down an email for him. I He's email the AD him. there, which I've right. always assumed was a name only, that he didn't really do anything. Right. So I distinctly remember this. I believe it was a Tuesday night you were due back in Wednesday. Chris Moore is hosting... I come back with Chris Moore, who loves the New York stuff. I got Bobby Valentine on the show. Bobby Valentine emails me back. Love to do it. Gives me a time. Gives me a cell phone number. And this is the morning of. Okay? So here we are about six hours later. I go to call Bobby Valentine. We've been promoting it and pubbing it. He's coming up on the spot. Ring. I call him about three times. No answer. I leave him a voicemail. No answer. Now, this happens time and time again with, with guests. And stuff comes up. And I get it. It's fine. I shoot him a text. Hey, Bobby, Sean from CBS Sports Radio. I hope all is well. You know, we're supposed to have a spot here. Hope you're doing okay. No response. Okay. I let the whole night marinate, thinking eventually I'll get a text back from going apologizing. I get nothing back. You're due back in Wednesday. Typical me fashion. I don't have any guests. <laughs> <laughs> so now I wake up Wednesday. I don't have anything back. I say, you know what? This still bothers me, but I don't have any guests anyway. Let me see if he'll do a make good tonight, and I'll put him on with you. I end up uh, emailing him again. Hey, not sure what happened last night. He emails you back. Hey, yeah, would love to do it. Never got a call last night. Okay, that's a little peculiar. I email him back. Okay, is this your number? I look at the number. I look at the number I texted. He goes, yep, that's my number. Call me then. So now we promote it on the show all night. This is night two. The same thing happens. No answer, no anything. I now text him again. Hey, we're calling you. You told me this was your number. Doesn't answer me. This leads us, or maybe this was the end of a week. We come back the next day, and we thrash Bobby Valentine on the air. To the point, I'm really wound up to you, and I say some kind of harsh things about yeah. him. Yeah, and I'm obviously totally in on bashing Bobby V because I crushed him when I was in Boston, but from a purely baseball standpoint. But I did call him a phony, and I do believe that. And I think he says one thing to your face and says other things behind your back and stuff like that. But then he did this to you, and I was like, that's just a jerk move to blow you off twice and act like you. Ne- he never got the information. So we just go all in on we go all in. You, We kind of feed off each other. It ends up being a funny bit. I distinctly remember getting tweets about it. I call him, and I'll just say it like this. I said on the air, I made sure not to call, curse. I call him a pig. 
Yeah. I said he was a pig for doing that to me, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was funny. When you hear somebody call somebody a pig, I laugh. You know, as long as it's not offensive, like a police term. Yeah. I, I think that's funny. You then bash his role at Sacred Heart, saying he's not <laughs> filling out the volleyball schedule. <laughs> so what exactly is he doing? We have fun. We don't think anything of it. So now this, this is a charade has gone on a Monday with, or, or a Tuesday without him, a Wednesday without him, a Thursday we bash him, Friday morning we roll in, we're going to end the week. I get a call from our bosses. When you come in, you need to come immediately to the offices. <laughs> and I don't even think, I don't even know what this is about. I'm not even thinking about Bobby V. I go back to the bosses, and sure enough, Bobby Valentine has called them that morning and has said some not-so-nice things for me, hints that maybe I shouldn't have a job, and uh, basically can't believe that I would say that kind of stuff about him on the air. So what happened was we started this whole story by saying, hey, respect us here and try not to get us in trouble by telling this story. Us talking about Bobby V on the air and me questioning what his role is at Sacred Heart and you talking about him blowing you off and me saying he's a he's a chump. One of our listeners definitely got a hold of Sacred Heart and said, hey, you should hear what they're talking about. They said this, this, and this to you. Right. And so Bobby V gets all insecure again. And well, you also posted it on SoundCloud, which didn't help because <laughs> it made the rounds that way. And so it gets back to Bobby V. <clears throat> And lo and behold, he has some not nice things to say. Uh, we'll just leave it at that about uh, the show and about your producing abilities and about what we said. So, you know, I, again, this just added fuel to my fire about what I thought. Well, let me just add one more thing to kind of protect me here in the end. Whatever I talked about with bosses about it, there was a clear understanding of where Bobby V did us wrong. And what, what, the only reason we we're even talking about him is because this was twice now it happened. Bobby V later on that day, I never answered him ever again, texted me some not-so-nice things as well. But the irony of him texting me isn't to tell everybody that he said some not-so-nice things to me. is to say, clearly I had the right number and Correct. he and he could text back, but he had no ability to text me back when I was asking, hey, where are you when we're calling? But the moment he wanted to bash me, he suddenly had no problem popping up my number and texting me. Yeah, he picks and chooses who he's going to be nice to because it's all about who can help him and he is only going to make himself available when he need. He's the type of guy, I think there's an old adage that it's like, you can tell a lot about a person based on how they treat people that can't help them. Right. And Bobby V has always struck me as a guy that will only treat people well if he thinks he can get something out of it. And I just think that this was the, the, the type of incident. And if he was going to go so far as to say not nice things about you and your job to our uh, bosses and say not nice things to you over text about, I mean, I just, again, I, whatever little respect I had for him, I, I totally lost. So big circle here. Uh, he is on my list of never having on the show ever again after that incident. I will never talk to him ever again. I will never give him a platform. And then his ribs show up on my desk today. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not eating these ribs. But so how did we mix up that these were not actually Bobby V's ribs? Okay, so when I got here... And, and I, it's ironic that we would say a former baseball manager has ribs, but he has a, like a sports bar. Well, yeah, and we also weren't sure what he was promoting when he was making the tour this morning. Yeah. I forgot because I kind of quickly deleted the email because we weren't having him on anyway. So apparently Boomer and Carton here get food delivered all the time. Somebody's always looking to peddle food to them, and it's great being here in the mornings now oh, yeah. and getting a taste of it. Some of we've had ice cream cake and all this other stuff. Yeah. 
However coincidental this is, when Bobby V showed up with his PR people this morning, here on Tuesday morning, he showed up the same time as rib people showed up for Boomer and Carton. Oh. So they all came up together, (laughs) and where Bobby was waiting, the food kind of got set up, the ribs and everything. So, of course, everybody jumps to the assumption, okay, well, Bobby Valentine is coming in studio, and look, all these ribs have arrived in studio, and they all arrived at the same time. You're going to put two and two together. Like, we've seen a million guests pubbing food and stuff when they come in that, okay, Bobby V has some kind of ribs he's promoting. You know, nobody listened to the spot recording <laughs> out of us in the newsroom to know exactly he wasn't promoting that. So, yeah, rumors. And this is how rumors fly in the world, you know? Yeah. Full, fake news here. They're but Bob- they weren't Bobby V's ribs. Bobby V's tainted ribs. And had I known they weren't his ribs, I would have been less panicky when grabbing it. Probably would have took my time with the pot pie oh, as well. I would imagine, yeah. How many more ribs and pot pie would you have eaten if you had known they were not Bobby Well, as we see, his whole pot pie left, I would have definitely garnished half of that. Yeah. Now it's a little cold and been sitting out all while. But, yeah, and probably for the best, maybe. I'm not feeling great after these ribs. I told you, my stomach was turning a little. And usually I eat lunch by now. And I'm not skipping lunch, but I would have eaten lunch by now if my stomach wasn't turning. I'm not feeling great. Something's no. not good about them. No, no. Well, if you hear Gary Parrish doing the show tomorrow, we can blame the ribs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just, they tasted like, <clears throat> as B-Dub kind of pointed out, like a uh, a cheap a cheap chain restaurant. And they're like special on ribs, like a Wednesday $12 full rack or something. I agree. And to piggyback off that and something we've been discussing uh, off the air, you have Nomad Season 2 coming up that you have to storyboard. Yeah. And this is just, and this is me not thinking before I speak right now. Mm-hmm. I think together, and I'm not trying to put myself into a Nomad, mm. we got to hit Hot Rods Barbecue in New Jersey yeah. one day. They came yeah, in yeah. studio for the Super Bowl last yeah. year, had those unbelievable wings, Whoa. the texture. We have an open invite. Now we have our evenings free. Mm-hmm. I think we got to make a trek across the river and go to Hot Rods Barbecue. Couldn't agree more. I was just looking at that business card the other day. I still have their business card. I was like, oh, God, I want to go out there for some Q. Um, which brings us to our next eating challenge. By the way, 4th of July is coming up, so we have to set up the, the winnership yes. at some point. Yeah. Um, but also, I really want to do eating all these weird flavored potato chips next week. I mean, I do too as well. And if we're judging by the way the show is gone, I don't think the bosses can say anything anymore about us because no. we've gone off the rails. Yeah, totally off the rails. Um, yeah, I mean, I think anytime Lay's comes out with these chips, it's time to eat them, right? Yeah. So I think I, I, I liked that bit last year. And part of the reason I like it is because the audio of the crunch is so good. It's so crisp. It's so funny. Okay. Hearing somebody crunch on potato chips on the air is just, in a microphone, is funny. I have a twist. Now, the other times we've done this, and if you haven't listened to us in the evenings, we've taste tested a lot of chips like this when we had the crunch. So yeah. I don't think we've really done this other than trying briefly those ruffles uh, in the morning time slot. Do we do it the way we normally do where there's a circle of four of us and we all kind of chew away? Or <laughs> do we blindfold a couple of us, mm. we can't see the chip, and we could guess what flavor chip it is to mm. see if the chip company did a good job in getting that flavor? Yeah. Because if you look at a chip and go, it's ketchup flavored, it's BLT flavored, you're going to know going in or this is what it's supposed to taste like. You're but expecting if, it. But if I'm blindfolded or bogus is blindfolded or you're blindfolded and we put it in our mouth, that may be a good visual for watchda.com. And we could take a guess, and we who knows how funny it is with our guesses as far as what flavors yeah, they are. Yeah, I like that a lot. <clears throat> I like that a lot. The, the blind taste test of the chips. You know, see who gets the most right? <laughs> Accurate. I like that a lot. Yeah, there there's some kooky flavors out there that we haven't even got. I, I never tried biscuits and gravy. I think I did. I remember the one being most disappointed with was uh, chicken and waffles. Mm. And then we liked the gyro ones, right? Well, there was a split. We kind of we all hated them at first, mm. and then the more we ate them, the more we're like, ah, you know what? It's actually not that bad. Well, I guess if you get to a certain where we have to eat enough chips to get them not that bad, they're probably not that good. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. So a lot of food here on the PGP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think ribs and chips. I think that's kind of the focus of this week. And the uh, and we got to talk wienership, I guess, coming up. Yeah. I mean, are we going to do a wienership or are we going back to the chicken challenge? What are we doing here? No, wienership for 4th of July. Because we didn't do a wienership last year. Well, we had Joey Chestnut come in and taste a crazy hot, hot dog, which that was a was disaster. Yeah. That was the wienership. So this is wienership four, right? Man. That sounds right. Yeah. I mean, Pete's a big guy. He's well, got to eat, right? you won wienership one. Yeah, then, then then Badlands destroyed me in Wienership 2, and then Badlands beat the relay team in Wienership 3. And then last year was Joey Chestnut Wienership, so this is Wienership 5. Yeah, but we didn't title last year Wienership. I, I don't want to get into Super Bowl technicalities here. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the fifth year we'll be eating hot dogs on the air. Fifth year we'll be eating hot dogs on the air. Call Wienership 4. Let's not, because otherwise we didn't promote as Wienership 4. All right. Wienership 4, year <laughs> number 5. Don't even count. So it's kind of like the lockout year in the yes, NHL. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, I want Badlands Booker versus you and Shayna, who won the... Uh, the chicken challenge. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Could, could I mean, two of you take down Badlands. Maybe even throw a third person in there. Interesting. I mean, does Pete, Pete's on this paleo thing. Can we get him in the mix? But I'll tell you, Shayna is a total secret weapon. Lisa Ramos likes food, too. Why don't we get the two girls and me? Yeah. Or is that too much going on? Well, no, it's not too much. It's just that Lisa is probably not a speed eater, mm. whereas Shayna is. And this She'll is get a, you one out in the left inning. And <laughs> this is a competition. you gotta be, you got to be up on it. And Shayna from the... Gotham City Cheerleaders. Gotham City Cheerleaders. She is so on point. She, just, she is just an athlete. I mean, she is competitive. She's an athlete. She eats a ton of food. She can eat a ton of food fast. So I think that could be the play. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get in touch with the people because I think what we have to do is we have to kind of set this season now. Now that we're in the well, new time eating slot, season, yeah. So Fourth of July is wienership. That'll be our only eating challenge to me for the summer, and then we have football season, so we're not going to dominate that. And then we come back in February with the chicken challenge, and so that's the way to me that the DA show sports calendar has to set up. So almost like we're resetting the eating sports calendar, if yeah. you will. Get, now get the, the chicken challenge back lined up. Yeah, because I feel like now... Chicken challenge almost feels like the Sopranos. We're going to wait every 18 months <laughs> to do it. I, I just, I, I'd like that to be the rotation. Okay. I'd like that to be the rotation. Now with this new time slot, I hope we're in this time slot for a long, long time. I'd like to set the consistency of this is what we do when we do it. Yeah, kind of like Rome smack off. Yeah. You know, something you look forward to. All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, wait, so potato chips next week, wiener ship the week after. I guess that's with the July week. Uh, yeah, depends what days we're all in stuff. We're probably not going to be able to do it before the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. No, because I'm only in. We might need to do it like the Friday after the 4th of July, so like the 7th or something like that. Mm, okay. Give Booker some time to digest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, he, it's going to be tough day game after a night game for him if he came in that Wednesday. That's true. The only thing is that does it lose some of its luster because it'll be after... Everybody ate all their hot dogs on the 4th of July. You eat hot dogs all summer long, don't you? I guess. You know, it's not our full 4th of July fell on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a weird, I don't like it on a Tuesday. I don't like it on a Tuesday. We'll figure it out. Tuesday. Listen, are you? how many more people are not going to go to watchda.com to watch people eat hot dogs because it's after the 4th of July? It's fair. I just like it as a build-up to the 4th of July, like here's more of the fireworks. Look at the ratings the Young Gun Small Box game did after the Super Bowl. Mm, people were still craving football. True. People are going to crave the eating of the hot dogs. Yes, they are. All right, so that's your eating challenge uh, schedule uh, now in the making as we do that. So you got the body coming up here? Uh, yeah, the body body here inside B.
Guy's got a nice dodge. <laughs> Get serious. One of my favorite quotes from Bilotti. He rents a car because his car is going through uh, the mechanics or the, the shop because of the, he hit the possum. He's like all bent out of shape. He's like, and I got a nice dodge. <laughs> like it's a Bentley or like it's a Benz. Like just by saying that, you have to assume that it's a really nice car. Like, I got this really nice Mercedes Benz. He's like, I got a really nice Dodge. You got like, a caliber. <laughs> like, a but, Dodge Dart. Yeah, he's, I got a nice Stratus. Like a really, really nice Stratus. <laughs> the body's coming up now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty, welcome to Side B, the Permission Granted Podcast. I am the executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B, Morass. And today on a very special Side B of the PGP, as you just heard, we do have Pete the Body Bilotti here. Pete, how you doing? Oh, I'm tremendous. And it wouldn't be a PGP party crash with once every two months without Jay Berman, who has somehow popped this out. I'm not a bench guy. I don't know how many times i got to tell you, I'm not a bench guy. Jay Berman, who has basically worked nights, and we've kind of been cold-shouldered to each other since the DA show moved to days. Pete, uh, I mean, you haven't really worked with Jay as much as I have. Not, not, I've worked with him on occasion. So this, this is, is like, like the first time I've interacted with him on the PGP. This is a new friend meets an old friend, yes. Jay. So uh, You look great, by the way. Slim. <laughs> thank you. Trimmed up. All I'm, good. I'm sure you mean that. I do. Um, this morning, myself, Pete, and the DA show crew partook in some uh, oatmeal, if yeah. you will. Yeah. DA's beautiful girlfriend, who got us uh, all breakfast for DA's birthday. You didn't partake in the oatmeal. Actually, I did. I had the tropical. Oh, you did have an oatmeal. Great. Yeah. This works even better. Yeah. First of all, Great Pete- prep, by the way, for the podcast. <laughs> 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 Here's what I wanted to get at Pete. Who the heck were you kidding with your oatmeal choice this morning? Wow. Now, we had pumpkin pie and s'more and almond joy and stuff with bacon and ham and all this. So I bring Pete about three different flavors. This guy chooses the ones with, like, the fruits and nuts where, like, that's, like, the one almost like when you get a donut and that's, like, the it's like the French cruller sitting there in the box at the end. Or regular yeah. now. Who are you kidding with this health kick? What do you mean, who am I kidding with this health kick? Can you, can you have a, it's oatmeal. You could have had a, uh, an unhealthy oatmeal at that point. Well, no, no, well, first of all, on the diet I'm on, I can't technically have oatmeal. So I had to pick the one that was the least uh, damaging to my diet. Now, we've discussed this in the PGB. You have the paleo diet. Paleo the, uh, diet. Berman, you aware of the paleo diet? I've heard of it. I don't know exactly what it um, contains specifically. Be- basically, Pete can only stuff meat down his face for the next <laughs> uh, until like the, the end. Atkins diet. Right. By the way, the guy... Atkins died of a heart attack. <laughs> right. Meat, fruits, and vegetables. Okay. So, well, it had fruits. What's wrong with oatmeal? Is oatmeal technically well, a bread? No, no. I, they say no oats. What is an oat? Anybody know? What is an oat? Is this where we're going? I'm regretting. <laughs> do you know what an oat is? I mean, it's... <laughs> do, you, do you grow an oat? Yes. Yes. Okay, so it's like a seed. Right. So like bread. So like if I went to like an Arcadia Gardens or something like that and I wanted to like grow stuff, I could buy oat seed? I could grow them like a plant? I'm sure. Okay, and then from that oat, you crush it up and you make oatmeal? And then you put marshmallows, chocolate, and graham cracker. Right. Well, that spices it up. I'm just curious, like oatmeal, because that's not the stuff the horses eat. What are you looking at me for? So nobody knows. <laughs> I'm strictly a sports guy. Okay. Tropical. You had a tropical flavor. oatmeal. Yeah, it was oatmeal. pretty good. Pineapple, coconut. Um, it was solid. Got okay. the job done. So bottom line is this. So the- thank you to uh, Mrs. D.A. D.A., not yet. 
Not yet. Probably soon. I would hope very soon after really? this oatmeal Something order. you want to share with us? You no. want to break some news No, I'm PGP? just saying when somebody like that takes the time out to surprise you with breakfast and order fancy oatmeals for not only you but your entire staff, I would think, and I'm not putting pressure on them, that ring time might be coming. By the way. And she's probably listening to this PGP right now going, yeah, it should be, and DA probably wants to kill me right now. Well, not right now, but I'm just listening. <laughs> it's a it's a theme that um, has been repeated often. But how about a member of the DA show taking bows on on the birthday? That's a typical DA show move. Here we go. So Pete, you're going to learn something about Jay. He hates everything that we do on the DA show hmm, because he's okay. when he's not a part of it. Not oh, true. Wow. Permission granted. Podcast number fifty one was tremendous. You still remember that number? So <laughs> basically, Pete, I don't know how you feel about this yes. and DA. To his cr- I'm going to back up DA here. DA's birthday was today, Wednesday, June 21st, okay? Right. DA Longest w- day of the year, by the way. D- Interesting. It's the summer solstice. So I guess he had more time to be born on that day. Is it always June 21st? <laughs> more time to be born. <laughs> if it's the longest day, he would it have has more the time. Most sunlight is yeah, what but that means. He could be born at night, too. You are both, the, you are the two biggest idiots I've ever met in my life. I don't understand what you, you just called the longest day of the year. So obviously it you has more the time most to be born. sunlight right. in the northern hemisphere. Okay, so you had more time to be born that day. Like, my point the is, day is my still point 24 is it could be born at night too. Yeah, but well, you would think there's more babies born on June 21st because you have more time to make no, it happen. No, it's the same thing. Why are you guys looking at me like I'm an idiot? Light. What the hell are you doing? Dude, if I called you an idiot, that would be a compliment. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on because I'm so confused Spending here. idiots. Taking bows once again, the DA show. So DA throws himself a birthday party every year, calls it the birth DA. Point being... He Which, or- by the way, you will not be attending this I year. have my f- wife's cousin's high school graduation. I don't care. That's a BS excuse. What do you want me to do? Not go to it. It's, t- it's tough pickings, man. I- it's a family thing. It's graduation weekend. Here's what I'm getting at and where I'm going to defend DA if you let me talk for a second. I make a big deal and I let everybody know my birthday's coming two months in advance. DA does not do that. DA doesn't even acknowledge his birthday. Usually, like, if it wasn't for the breakfast coming this morning, I would have forgotten that today was his actual birthday. He does organize a party, invites everybody, but he doesn't make it a public thing. Hey, guys, my birthday's coming up Wednesday. That's cool, a birth DA. It just brings people together to celebrate. He acknowledges. And you have a good time every year. And I'm going again, and I can't wait for Saturday. I will not be there this Saturday because I have a prior commitment. You know who will be there? You. And? Paula? No, actually, she will not be. Oh. Close, though. Kenny Brock. Kenny Brock. KBJ. Okay, so you know what? That's, I find that interesting, Pete. I'm going to take you inside here because I'm going to back you up. Yes. As long as we're talking about birth DAs and everybody putting up a, a good stink, as was brought up uh, last week or two weeks ago, I had a surprise 30th birthday thrown for me. You did. Pete, you were there with Andrew Bogish. All my new friends from this time <laughs> slot were there. Everybody had a great time. Joe D came. Two interesting people I knew that were invited that did not come, Jay Berman and Kenny Brock, that are making time to go to the birth DA but had no time to come to my DA. Your DA? My Your birthday. Birth DA. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. Why didn't you come? Um, we had plans to do something that fell through, so there was rescheduled plans. Um, uh huh. <laughs> Hold on. So you had plans to do Here's, something at an earlier date cor- that was then got re- mo- months back, and then got it rescheduled. Got canceled. It was sort of a, a double date kind of thing. It got canceled for um, irrelevant reasons. And then um, to make up for the canceled date, uh, new plans were made. And new hmm. plans were made on the date of my birthday party that you were aware of that I wasn't aware of. And You, you were to- aware of. 
Stop lying to the audience. Point is this. You blew off my birthday to go on a double date. I didn't date. blow off anything. Which is was was Paul? Because this is dates back. And by the way, I felt terrible because all I wanted to do was be there. I was told I was missed, too. You were. And here's was, Pete. Here's what we're going to get at here. At, the, at, at our table. This is what I'm getting at. I'm glad we're uncovering everything here inside VP. <laughs> really pulling back Before the LA's. Before we left to join you guys in the middays and form a new super team, if you will, the Warriors of Radio. Get serious. With myself, myself, DA, uh, Bilotti, and Bogus, okay? We are the Warriors of Radio. Before I left, Pete, Jay and all of us were very tight, Trash Tuesdays, which you've become very part of, the whole deal. Berman got very bitter in our final two weeks and evenings, so much so that we had like an on-air kind of therapy session where he kind of unleashed a lot of stuff, pent-up stuff at me. So much of we really haven't talked much since because we've only worked a couple times together. And now I come to find out, like, his time to kind of show me that bygones have been bygones would have been the show up at my birthday party. Uh, number one, he was invited to one that I organized without knowing I was having one around my actual birthday. And then Which, was, by the way, nobody showed up to, so right. don't take it out on me. Because it was a week before. Jay, just, Only your trashy Long Island friend Jay, showed up to that one. Just because nobody else showed up doesn't mean you shouldn't have been there. You had two chances to show me that we were over everything and we had moved on. And I'm you chose, pissed I missed the birthday party last week. You, I really am. You chose a double date. And what well, did you fight for me at all? Yes, I did actually. But I was told that this is the exact quote. We know what's going to happen. You'll be sick for three days. <laughs> Come on. And your thoughts on Kenny Brock not coming? Brock didn't come because I didn't come. Is that the real reason? Yeah. I heard it was something else. I can see that. What'd you hear? Wow. So, Pete, you think that Brock is just tied? Because now... I don't know if he's tied, but... but, Makes sense, because if Berman and Brock are both going to the birthday that I cannot be at... It's just ironic that they both are going to the birthday, but both... Do you realize how far away you live? From who? From both of us. I don't live far away from Bilotti and Bogus. Well, and they drove there. Okay. And they and they had iced teas and popcorn. You know what? <laughs> I was going there to throw up. Water. I had water. Here's the thing, Jay. And we've documented this on the show, and Pete will tell you. I live down the block from my parents. I have a spare room in my place. My parents have plenty of room. Anybody could have crashed anywhere. Sack up. I would have been there for you, and now I'm never going to be there for you again. But he's here for you now on the podcast. I mean, yeah, he didn't have to come on. Because he was begging to come on. I don't know if he was begging. Wow, that is a... <laughs> I don't know if he was begging. I, I was uh, right next to him in the newsroom. What? <laughs> huh? You got something on. to say? It's on, bro. It's on. Yeah. Do you miss us at all at night? What? I am in the depths of hell at night. I miss I miss a lot of things. That's how you really feel about it. I Jeez. just did. <laughs> Pete, we love Bogish. Do you think the show would be an upgrade or a downgrade if a contract, expiring contract happened and we had to swap Bogish for Berman in a trade? I think you could use both on the show. Uh, what about a sign and trade? Right. Sign. Okay, let's hear what your thoughts on Bogus. If we brought you in over Bogus, is the show that would never happen because Bogus is above me on the. Uh, we I, know it's a hypothetical. It's like saying any trade I would wouldn't do it happen. In a second, I absolutely hate my I'm life not asking, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking if you would do it. I'm asking, would the show be upgraded? Oh my God, would it? Let Let me just say this: the chemistry thing. Uh, I, I, I can see, pro- I can prove. I don't the know. Point. I love Bogus. I can prove the point right okay. now. Trash Tuesday, the most recent edition of Trash Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What was Bogish trashing? Bogish was trashing, Jersey, I believe. Jerseys. No, the point is is that you couldn't even think of it. I was going to tell so you. how unimportant it was, it was is a that? person peeing on my pool, but apparently that was two weeks ago. <laughs> so you don't even know. <laughs> what did he trash, Pete? He trashed- See? See? <laughs> point proved. I don't remember your last trash. I really want to hear what he that trashed. Was freaking two months ago. The the people wearing the uh, obscure uh, team jerseys. Oh, right. That was a good trash. Bogish brings a lot to the table here. What are you trying to say? You wouldn't make that trade? I'd have to think about it. 
And I don't know if I would after Does this birthday Does he chime in stuff. on the uh, PGP? Nobody has more stuff to do. Oh, well, I guess... All right, well, Jay, I'll give you one more Twitter pop here before we don't see you for two months. Oh, here we go. Hey, Jay, and your 12, 12 followers. What's your Twitter handle? Jay Berman, J-Y-B-E-R-M-A-N. Pete? CBS PDB. You can follow me at Mraz CBS. Thanks for listening to another exhilarating episode of the PGP. Thanks to Jay Berman, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.